Like any really good father, God puts boundaries in place and house rules which we need to abide by. If you're a part of my family, he says, this is the way you must learn to conduct yourself. First, he works on our character, which produces right behaviour or conduct. And finally, we influence those around us. Like Eliza Doolittle in Pygmalion, who learnt to be a lady despite her cockney beginnings, we have to learn how to live in the presence of the king, and we have our very own Professor Higgins to train us, the indwelling Holy Spirit. We have Jesus' teaching, handcrafted to fit us, which he will apply to our hearts, because the kingdom is within us. As I've said before, no one can entertain living the lifestyle here spoken of without the fullness of the Spirit within. They would simply be reverting to the letter of the law, as did the scribes and the Pharisees of Jesus' time. No, infilling is a prerequisite, and we've already spoken about how we obtain this, simply by humbling ourselves and asking. Matthew seven nine to 11 Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Done deal then. We are fully equipped for the next stage. Hearing what Jesus is saying, and we're now getting the necessary practical experience. That's what he loves to do, you know. Teach us, then give us the experience. It's by the experience that we discover whether we have head or heart knowledge. You know the old saying, a man with an experience is beyond reason. Matthew five nineteen and 20. Therefore anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Our righteousness has got to be seen to surpass the outward show of the Pharisees and scribes, the teachers of the law, who did not practice what they preached. But you will say we're not under law but under grace. What an excuse for unrighteousness this is. Usually those who protest in this way are doing so because of something Jesus has clearly said we should stop, rebels that we are. Hear what Peter has to say in 1 Peter 1, 13-21. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and rest your hope fully on the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. You can read it all yourself. And again he says in 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2, Therefore as newborn babes desire the sincere, pure milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Like newborns, we need to be hungry for this, for the pure milk of the word, in order that we may grow. What a lovely analogy, a beatitude again. We're blessed if we hunger and thirst for this righteousness. 
Jesus is going to start with murder in a minute and he will be telling us that the thought is father to the deed. Those babes who have a problem with anger may need to pay close attention and guzzle the milk that's about to arrive.